Tallywhacker. Tallywhacker. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we discuss that Suicide Squad trailer. Yeah, we will. We talk about the DC Cinematic Universe as a whole. Mmm, like a whole milk. Like a whole glass of milk. Oh, okay. And uh, we have several (laughs) big Marvel rumors, which is Mm -hmm. like chocolate milk. (laughs) Sure. And more. Yeah. It's going to be a big week. But first... I wanted to give a PSA to all of our listeners. And, Uh-oh. you know, for you as well, Chris, because I think everybody needs to hear this, okay? Uh-oh. Okay, lay it on me. So I, I everybody needs to go into their fridge and, checks the, and check the expiration date on their salad dressings because they do not last as long as you think they do. Just before we started recording this podcast, we were doing kind of a, a kitchen purge, if you will, and not the fun kind of purge where you get to kill somebody uh, for 24 hours. Uh, no, this is like you get the stuff out of your fridge that you never use. We were looking at these salad dressings like, oh, yeah, we, you know, we don't use this one that often. Like we look at it, we're like, 2014? No way. I swear we just bought that. And there's some stuff in there that I swear I bought like weeks ago and it already expired. So the salad dressings are like the secret covert agents that are hanging around in your fridge longer than they need to be there. So get rid of them. Uh, that's my PSA, and hopefully I saved some lives today. Uh, my question is, what kind of salad dressing was it? What, 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 what's your what's your go-to salad dressing? Is it ranch? All right. Well, the ranch is, is the standard, and uh, me and my wife actually had a, conver- a specific conversation about ranch dressing yesterday because I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a connoisseur of ranch. I'm not looking for high-quality, supreme ranch dressing. I, I like the stuff that you get at any restaurant that's just like they make in vats, and I don't care. Like people, Everybody always tells me, like, oh, I used to work for a restaurant. You know it's basically just this, this, and this, and this, and it's disgusting, and it comes in a drum. I was like, I don't care. It's delicious. And I'm always frustrated that I can't get that stuff in a bottle. So usually what we get is we get Hidden Valley Ranch. It oh. tastes nothing like the stuff that you'll get in a restaurant to, like, dip, like, your your like mozzarella sticks in or whatever just i don't know whatever you can dip in ranch dressing everything can be dipped in ranch dressing because ranch dressing is delicious so my ranch dressing tangent is basically just um uh the stuff from the restaurant's delicious okay now you asked me what we threw away and i believe i believe we threw away a asian sesame dressing which i was sad because it's actually really good but it was expired so it had to go i want to say there was like a tuscan like a Tuscan style dressing that wasn't much of it left. That one was gone. And then I bought this one a few months back that was still good, but I was disappointed in it. It was like a green goddess dressing. And I think I just wanted it because it looked like a green ranch. And I was just like, whoa, ranch, but just different colors. Nope, we threw it away because it didn't taste any good. Okay. So, see, uh, see, I think I think maybe, I mean, my understanding is like maybe it was like more milk based or like a creamy style. 
it might not last nearly as long because I'm a, I'm a vinaigrette person. Oh, um, I see. I see where you're going. Okay. I think oil and water can last a little longer mm-hmm. uh, than the fridge. So I'm just curious because I, I just I just kind of was, was getting a vibe on, on what kind of dressing you guys are eating. All right, I'm picking up what, what you're putting down. All right, I got you. I got you, man. So that, that that's cool. But yes, we all need to check our fridge and the cabinets too. I'm going to be honest. Don't forget your cabinets. <laughs> yeah. Because. And- we where we live the only the, the closest grocery store like without going way out of our way is a family dollar and that's not really uh, a grocery store yeah it's not but <laughs> they just opened up when we moved here and for the first like two months most of the stuff they had was already expired oh no and so i'm like i'm not gonna buy anything from here ever again because it's expired <laughs> Uh, and uh, that ranged from like Mountain Dew bottles to like you know anything you bought on the shelf. Like it, it was a crapshoot on what was expired. So uh-huh. definitely feel you because now I I'm very paranoid about yeah. uh, what I buy. But you know it's it's the beginning of the year, so it's a good time to purge everything and just uh, I guess just to wrap up the stuff that I've been doing this week. Uh, me and my wife like just finished like just moments ago. We just uh, finished binge watching Frasier. Which, if you're not familiar with Frasier, it's eleven. It's eleven seasons of like a full sitcom, like full seasons every season. So like, uh, so twenty three episodes multiplied by eleven. It was it was ridiculous. Um, it was a it was a fun ride. Frasier is an awesome show. It won like crap ton of Emmys. Uh, so yeah, if you guys if you guys need anything to binge watch, I would suggest go watching uh, Frasier. It's it's fun. It's good. Well, there you go. Now you have my suggestion of the week. Uh, yeah. On my end, I've been snowed in. Uh, we've oh, had several yeah. days off work, but every time it's, <laughs> it was snowing, my internet was out. So I was trapped yeah. in a house without internet. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of funny just because it's a storm that's kind of unifying the that whole side of the country. You know, I go I go on Snapchat and I look at the Snapchat stories of everybody that's like snowed in, like covered and blanketed in snow. And I go on like Instagram and there's like a whole like hashtag for the blizzard and I see like pictures from back home, people talking about the snow. And then me and my wife are just like, "Let's go to the beach today." Mm. And um, I'm just glad that you guys can all feel unified over there. Well, well it's really funny. Most of the snow hit yesterday when it was actually really sunny here. Mm-hmm. Because Best Buy was supposed to come to my house to, to fix the TV. The last part came in. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like, okay, we're not sending trucks out today because it snowed on Friday. I'm like, okay, whatever. However, they called me when I was actually in the Best Buy store. <laughs> so I was like, it's really not that bad, dude. But, I mean, I'm not going to argue with corporate policy yeah a- any chance i get to take a day off i will so i'm not gonna yeah. argue with somebody else but yeah, uh being, that, that's nice being nice to him yeah exactly so i mean it's it's been a it's been a i've, I've got to do some things i didn't normally do. i played disney infinity 3 uh this week the star wars mm-hmm. edition got a lot of that i bought uh space balls on blu-ray <laughs> uh I, it's been it's been a it's been a week and pre-ordered my lego marvel Avengers, which comes out on nice. Tuesday. Good. So, I mean, honestly, we, we've got a lot of riffraff here, <laughs> just uh, talking about random things. Well, this is this is kind of what happens when you get like stuck in a blizzard. Like, <laughs> yeah. you got nothing but like, I need to communicate with the outside world. I got to save all these good stories. It's, it really is, and thank God for cellular hotspots and uh, a large data plan to to, yeah. to save me through most of it, though. Yeah, but but you know what? We should really be thanking DC because they came strong this week. And we've been waiting for it. Yes, finally, DC gave us something we wanted. The first Suicide Squad trailer landed this week. Oh yeah, and it it it's kind of weird because like they're they're saying this is trailer number one, first official trailer. Um, so it's like this is what we would have had 
Like, this is all we would have right now if it didn't leak from Comic-Con, because I don't think we ever would have seen that. You know? Yes, yeah, so exactly. So, since Suicide Squad comes out in August, they, they we kind of broke their, uh, I guess, marketing schedule uh, last summer, when, <laughs> yeah. whenever Comic-Con released that footage early, and then DC did the smart thing and released the high-quality version the same week. And mm. I, I will applaud them for that. That's a smart move. But this first trailer gives us a lot of great stuff and probably gives me more questions than I had uh, before. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what the first thing that I noticed was? What's that? The first thing that I noticed is I was thinking of you in our past episodes where uh, you're, you're kind of going theory, which was I was trying to see if it would happen, was you thought the Enchantress kind of might end up being the bad guy. And at least in this trailer, it kind of doesn't look that way so much. She kind of seems to be lumped in with the rest of the crazy uh, worst heroes ever. So here's where I'm going to actually argue that point. She has never, ever once shown as an Enchantress with any other Suicide Squad member. You think so? I guarantee it. I've watched this trailer several times <laughs> to, to look over that fact. She is always, um, when she, you see her, she's like doing her powers or she's in the White House at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, she's never actually with the group, the actual squad. Mm-hmm. And it kind of leaves me a little like kind of what's her role in this? Also, what's the Joker's role in all of this? Yeah, uh, that's probably the biggest question. Because, you know, a lot of people are like, well, maybe he's the big bad guy. But mm. it looks like there's a creature with, like, some sort of magical powers. Yeah, they're, like, kind of, like, going after ten, they're like tenderly arms, almost, that kind of, like, sprung out. Yeah, I saw those, too. Yeah, a lot of people are, are, are the theories are, my theory is that it's the Joker empowered by the Enchantress. Okay. Because of the color scheme of that uh, is very mm-hmm. green and like it looks like a jacket. Another rumor: it is the tattooed man, played by the uh, rapper Common, uh, okay. who's in the movie. We've not seen him yet. Uh, and also at the same time, some of the prison guards at the at the beginning of the trailer, when the squad's being assembled outside, mm-hmm. are actually the Joker's bodyguards later on in the trailer. Oh. Hmm. So but there's I a wonder, lot. Of, there's a lot of like who's doing what here, kind of. Thing. Gotcha. I think the the kind of the one of the bigger takeaways I take away from this is when I watched the trailer, I was like, this looks really fun. You know, this kind of yes. has a similar vibe to the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer a little bit. You know, and they and I feel like it was kind of sort of intentional. I mean, we kind of got that look at look at these bunch of a holes type thing with like the worst heroes ever. I'm not saying that's bad or anything, but you're kind of getting that same vibe. But it's just cool that like superhero movies are so big and they're so important and they make so much money now that they can take these risks of doing these anti heroes. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy aren't really anti heroes, but the Suicide Squad definitely is. Deadpool definitely is. We're hypothetically getting that um, that DC movie Justice uh, League Dark yeah we're hypothetically getting that too so that just that just goes to show you how uh, how much Hollywood trusts uh, these movies yeah definitely and, and like it starts off with the Bohemian Rhapsody a lot like Guardians use Spirit in the Sky and yeah. Hooked on a Feeling so it mm-hmm. had that, that same vibe but I mean at the same time I'm glad they're kind of dropping into the mystical part of the DC universe which mm-hmm. we don't see a lot of because you see El Diablo shooting fire out of his hands. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, the Enchantress is possessed by a witch. Uh, so on and so forth. And again, the Joker, he's got so many different outfits that are iconic through his comic book eras. Uh-huh. In this, it's it's really interesting to kind of watch the visuals unfold. I think this will be a visually spectacular film. And probably a, a really good movie overall, despite 
you know, early impressions of it. Yeah. And I mean, he, Jared Leto really feels like the Joker in this trailer just because it feels like he's just enjoying the insanity of everything that's going on. I mean, Heath Ledger's Joker was amazing and it fit the tone of Nolan's movie very well, but this is a totally different t- tone. Uh, a Heath Ledger Joker would not fit into this movie being made. So this Joker feels right. I still do not like that damage tattoo on his forehead, but if the movie's good, I'll be able to look past it. I just don't understand the tattoo on his forehead. Like I'm almost I'm almost hoping somehow it's get it gets mentioned and somehow gets explained or someone looks at it and says it's stupid. I don't I don't know. But overall, the Joker did look really cool. I loved uh, I loved his henchmen. Or at least it looked like his henchmen that had like the big globes around their head that one looked like a big eyeball or something. That totally made me think of like the Batman animated series or something like that. Just these goofy ass henchmen and I loved that. Yeah, now, uh, needless to, regardless to say, it's a wonderful trailer, yeah, restoring my, my faith in this movie a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I now look for, more forward to it than Batman v Superman, uh, yeah, I if think I was I to would, rank them. I think I might have to agree with that. Yeah, so uh, Suicide Squad trailer, watch it, let us know what you think of it. We kind of want to get your opinions and maybe some, mm. some, some of your ideas. Instead, uh, I think the, the one of the bigger things this week is we got our first Wonder Woman footage. Yeah, this was uh, this was part of that whole DC night connected to uh, the Flash this week. Yeah, so Tuesday was a big night for everybody. Marvel had their stuff, DC had their stuff. Competing time slots. You kind of had to pick mm-hmm. a brand. And Wonder Woman, uh, there was a DC Cinematic Universe special specifically focused on the Cinematic Universe where they showed the first Wonder Woman footage, which still isn't out for another, I think, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, the up, they update they officially released the date today uh, on that date, so you can actually head over to the superheroslate.com, check out our upcoming releases page, and, and get a, a preview of that. So Wonder Woman's June twenty third, twenty seventeen. This footage kind of uh, gives me a, a little bit of uh, I don't know Captain America vibe. Yeah, I uh, uh, yeah, I could, I could see that a little bit. Um. Mostly, I think maybe it's there's a lot of slow motion. I don't know if this was just for the special, but it looks like there's a lot of her slow motion fighting mm-hmm. and using her shield to her advantage, which is yeah. another round shield. And I think that might be that illusion. And it's also set in World War One, which, as I say, how many movies set in World War One are very memorable? Yeah, not a lot. But I mean, again, I don't want to knock Wonder Woman just yet. This is still filming. This is very very early on. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest nugget to take away from maybe the entire DC special was a little bit of this footage because, you know, um, usually when we get these kind of like specials you, where they're talking about the whole night, we don't, they never really reveal that much, you know. Usually we get our big reveals in kind of like press releases or trailers or things like that. Usually we don't get them in these little specials. The specials are just kind of to bring up a, a little bit of hype. Uh, but we got a little bit of footage of Wonder Woman fighting. She kind of did that weird, I don't know what, some sort of like kick where she's like swinging her foot around and hitting people with a shield. I don't know. That little nugget there, that was cool. And uh, if you want to check it out, it's it, the link to it's in our show notes. But I thought that was really, really cool. It, it just showed me how like Wonder Woman uh, can just like uh, tackle just a group of people in one room. And that makes me excited to see a whole movie like that. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, she's got fighting chops, and I guess that's what matters. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the other stuff you kind of see is she's got her kind of civilian clothes on, and she doesn't mm-hmm. look nearly as menacing. Um, but, uh, again, they're going to show off her homeland of uh, Themyscira, which is kind of where the Amazonians are from. And, you know, we reported last week they cast her mother and all these other things. So 
Wonder Woman's coming along. Looks great. I I need to see more, but again, we've got a long way to go before we get yeah. there. But I think your comparison of kind of like female Captain America vibe, I I think that works, and and that's good. I like that first Captain America movie, so more period yeah. superhero stuff. That's even cooler. Yeah, it's it's a ballsy move to be honest to to mm-hmm. do that. So so kudos to them as well. Also that night, um, there was some Dawn of Justice stuff, but not enough to report on. However, the biggest report is for you Walking Dead fans out there that mm-hmm. Lauren Cohan, uh, who plays the love interest of Glenn in mm-hmm. The Walking Dead, is going to be portraying Martha Wayne in the Dawn of Justice film, mm-hmm. which, which is Bruce think, Wayne's mother. Yeah, um, I think uh, – I, I don't want to say it's not news, but I think we can all – uh, know that that scene is not going to take up much of the movie. It's almost just kind of more like a celebrity cameo, I would say. I, I don't know if they're going to... Again, it'd be interesting. Every Batman movie has pretty much shown the death of Bruce Wayne's parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe he has like a dream or something where, where he talks with her more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's awfully interesting to cast such a, a popular actress right now in that role when they could have just done somebody else if she was just going to get shot and fall down on the street. Mm-hmm. So I think she'll probably have some speaking lines, but we don't know kind of how far that'll go. Yeah. Either either way, uh, Maggie from The Walking Dead uh, being in a superhero movie, no, no one's going to be mad about that. That'll be awesome. No, definitely not. I also kind of want to talk about um, the uh, the one of the creators of The Walking Dead – uh, Tony Moore, who illustrated the first six issues of The Walking mm-hmm. Dead, will be at my comic book store on February 4th down here uh, Ooh, doing free nice. signings and stuff like that. Awesome. I, I am in no way a uh, Walking Dead uh, super fan or even a collector, but I just want to point that out if uh, anyone's interested. He, Tony Moore's going on tour, so you can look up more stuff where he is, but I just want to point that out. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, also, here here's the biggest... I think this is probably the biggest part to me of the DC special is mm-hmm. that they brought up the Justice League part one mm-hmm. and they gave us the rest of the characters we've not seen yet uh, in full and in some, as you call it, animated storyboards. Yeah, which, that's kind of a, it's like a, almost like a little animatic or something. Yeah, it's, it's very much what uh, Microsoft does with the Halo cinematics um, mm-hmm. uh, for some other stuff. So they released uh, video segments for Aquaman, who we know is portrayed by uh, Cal Drogo. I can't think of the actor's name off the top of my head. Uh, isn't uh, it uh, Jason, Jason Momoa? Momoa. Yeah, there we right. go. Cyborg, who I don't know who's played by, and The Flash, which is played by Ezra Miller. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, all three of these characters will show up in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And... We know Aquaman has been promoted pretty heavily. We saw the image that says Unite the Seven. Great. Cyborg is kind of one of those characters I kind of wish didn't fit on the Justice League as Uh much because he would make a great Titans film based on like the Teen Titans where he kind of exists mostly. Uh And the Flash, I'm I'm really on the fence with because I love the TV show. Uh And and it's going to be very hard to give that up for a movie version as well. Mm-hmm. And when it appears to be that he will have pretty much identical origins based on this the segment here, yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. But I think, I think overall, like you said, this is kind of like the the bigger part of that uh, DC special. But unfortunately, like 
I, we were talking about this a little earlier before we started uh, recording the show. Um, like these these specials that they put on, it's cool that they do them, but they're really they're all just kind of like fluff. You know, we don't really get any big reveals. We don't get any big drops. You know, these are basically just like animatic like just little concept art sketches and i think some of it wasn't even original art it looked like some of it was just off of comic book pages and it's just like i personally don't like watching actors go on and on talking about their characters like sure they do a good job but it's like one of the most boring things for me like i don't care what emotional connection an actor has to their character like it just like it, it means nothing to me so like this special really wasn't that big of a deal for me i basically waited until it was over to see what came out of it so i was glad we got some wonder woman footage out of it but yeah it sounds like we don't really have a whole lot of news to pull out of this dc special you know well, the thing is, here's the biggest chunk of news, is that Green Lantern and the Green Lantern Corps will appear in the Justice League movies, and they mm-hmm. did confirm that. That was yeah. kind of up in the air because Green Lantern Corps, I don't even think it has a release date. They haven't mm-hmm. even... They've mentioned it before in passing, but never that... Uh, it's June 19th, 2020. I apologize. The same mm-hmm. year as Cyborg. But... Uh, Green Lantern is kind of like, what's it going to be? Like, you know, Ryan Reynolds has moved on from Green Lantern. Like, that doesn't uh-huh. exist in this universe. Uh, he's doing Deadpool, which we'll, we'll talk about later. And Green Lantern is one of my favorite DC things to begin with. So I'm glad they're going to kind of reintroduce the Green Lantern core in the Justice League movie, which does happen actually at the end of next year. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, in less in you know, less than two years, we will have a the Green Lanterns and the Green Lantern Corps on our big screen again. So I'm excited for that. And that that's kind of like my big news there is, mm. hey, we got Green Lantern confirmation finally. Yeah, They're not just but, beating around the bush. Yeah, but besides that, not a whole lot to pull out of this little special. So, I mean, and that kind of goes to show you, uh, like you said, Marvel had a special this week. But I was, I'm thinking back to Marvel had a special that came out, um, I want to say maybe before even the first Avengers movie. Um, where they kind of were talking about all these characters coming together, and I didn't watch that, and not well, really any news came out of that one either, if I don't remember. Uh, actually, it was exactly one year ago. Uh, it was before it was for Age of Ultron. That's right, yeah. And what they did reveal was that Hulkbuster was going to be in it. That was the big reveal there. So, oh nothing- yeah, and if I remember, if I remember right, the it was um, concept art of Hulkbuster, right? No, they actually had his, like, glove on the set, like, for size. Like, in the scene where he fights, you know, the Hulk, they actually had a, a prop made that was the actual life size of that glove. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. So, e- e- it wasn't way, a lot. It, like, either it wasn't way, an hour lo- uh, an hour-long special, you're not going to get much out of it. But it's still cool that they make it. I mean, I'm not knocking it that much. They're, they're kind of just pulling what they can. Um but it's cool. DC had DC had a big week this week. All all the shows came back, and um, even even a new show. Yes, Legends of Tomorrow. Great segue there. Yeah. Uh, Legend, Legend <laughs> of Tomorrow premiered for the first time this week, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed this 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 show more so than I actually thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I, I and I think I voiced this uh, to you. I hate that episode one is called Pilot Part One and episode two is Pilot Part Two. <laughs> yeah, and it, I was expecting with titles like that we were going to get back to back episodes. It's kind of weird having a, a Pilot Part Two a week later. So that's strange. Yeah, uh, Legend Tomorrow. I get a lot of it went down the way I thought it would, but again, it's fun to see these characters interact because you essentially have four 
who are like good guys going for it and four mm-hmm. kind of like bad guys who are against it and like how they interact was really interesting especially as they kind of went back into I think 1970s mm-hmm. so I think we're going to see a lot of time periods uh, we talked about this earlier I think it's going to have a 13 episode season I know they're on episode 11 right now filming because mm-hmm. uh, it's the Jonah Hex episode we, we talked about uh, I really like it I think I'm going to stick with Legends of Tomorrow so for me it'll be Flash and Legends of Tomorrow on the DC shows um, <laughs> still know what Arrow gotta catch up I got a long way to go on that still. yeah well I don't I, I you know I, it's not surprising um, I think I've kind of figured out why Flash is so much better than every other show out there right now on the CW you know I, I like Legend of Tomorrow as well it, it, it was fun and it's different but I think Flash is overall just the best because the characters are more likable you know, Arrow is kind of on the shoulders of um, uh, Steve uh, Stephen Amell. Is that how you say his last name? Yeah, yeah. But you know, he uh, he's not his character isn't really super likable anymore. He's usually kind of a jerk, um, and it's it's the, his friends around them that are more like likable. So, you know, I'm sticking with the Flash for sure. So uh, Arrow, I'm just keeping up so I can uh, keep track of this uh, all these uh, merging storylines between all these shows. But it's awesome. We got superhero shows on so many nights. Agent Carter came back. It was it was it was a packed week. Yeah, definitely. So Arrow and Flash came back. I mean, that's something. So if you guys have been watching it, know that it's back on TV. Nothing huge, but like you can pick back up with the second half of the season. Yeah. I don't it's not going to go every week like Agents of Shield does, but uh I mean at least you know to start again. Yeah. Arrow kind of had more of a dramatic return from their uh mid-season finale. The Flash not so much. Uh, but it's it's still uh, there's the seasons are still going pretty strong over there. Yeah, yeah, really good. However, one of the um, often looked over DC uh, television universe shows is Vixen. Mm-hmm. Um, Vixen we've talked about is on the CW seed. It's an animated series. Yeah, I don't um, think any of us have gotten around to it yet, though. <laughs> nope. Uh, we confirmed. I think it was last week that the or two weeks ago that the second they've ordered a second season. Mm-hmm. of the Vixen on the seed. However, the uh, we have our first live-action look at Vixen joining the Arrow TV show. So they've, they're mm-hmm. taking this cartoon character and bringing her into the live-action universe as well because it all takes place in the same universe. Mm-hmm. And she's played by her voice actress, Megan Megalyn... Echa Kanuwoki. <laughs> she, goes by, she goes by Megalyn E.K., so uh-huh. she is the voice actress of Vixen and is now being the live action version. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like she can, you know, take like the form of some animals. I, I liken this to the kind of white white tiger on the Ultimate Spider Man show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you I don't know if you've seen that one yet or not. The animated. Um, I feel like I may have. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it looks like she's channeling an inner wolf in this image. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's definitely a cool promo image, and uh, as Arrow season four delves into more mystical things, I think this is, will be a good addition to the mystical aspect of Arrow. Yeah, I, only one thing that I I could bring up here is I saw some comments on the internet that I think I can kind of agree with with this costume. It looks like all of these costumes are designed by the exact same person, as in, like, obviously it's the same costume designer on set for the show, but all of these characters are kind of coming from different backgrounds, and they all have their own 
history and past, so it seems like they should have kind of more unique costumes, but it kind of looks like they're all channeling the, that X-Men leather costume vibe. So yeah, That's exactly what I was going to go with. This looks like a, a 2000 series X-Men, like maybe a Wolverine outfit with the black and yellow uh-huh. going on there. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, again, i got to pretty much catch up on one and a half seasons of Arrow now. Well, maybe, <laughs> now, maybe I'll get to her. And now a whole season of Vixen. Yes, and, and some animated Vixen. Uh, and something else you mentioned uh, going on this week, uh, tying into female superheroes, Agent Carter returned yeah. uh, for its uh, second season premiere. It had a two-hour premiere at the same time DC was airing their Cinematic Universe special, so it was kind of mm-hmm. a pick-your-poison. Yeah. I really enjoyed Agent Carter season two premiere as it took uh, Peggy from uh, New York to L.A. Mm-hmm. and kind of introduced um, Jarvis and his wife uh, again and... Uh, Working with Agent Sousa, who I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, those who are cut up with S.H.I.E.L.D. will notice some references from the latest season of S.H.I.E.L.D. into the season of Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm really excited, based especially on the second episode of Agent Carter, where is this season going to go and how mm-hmm. deep down the rabbit hole are they going to follow it? Um, yeah. I think it's a, a, a 10 episodes uh, order instead of 8. I could be wrong. But um, I'm really looking forward to following Agent Carter every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. now. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really get a chance to rewatch the first season, so I'm just kind of when I was going into this uh, new season, I was going off memory, and I forgot how like funny and entertaining and uh, charming Jarvis was. So I was super happy to see him return. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a really fun season too. Yeah, and and again, um, they've already set up the connection from Agents of Shield season one to this, so that's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Really, really not holding it back. But right before that, during Arrow, or not Arrow, uh, Flash, Marvel had their Captain America 75 Heroic Year special. Um, I, I, honestly, I didn't even know this was happening. <laughs> yeah, it was all at once. It was, I was really confused. So this was just basically on Captain America, the comic book character. Mm-hmm. A little bit on the movie side. They didn't show anything new. Uh, you didn't miss anything. Don't go out and watch it. It's kind of my impression for you guys. Like, <laughs> like it was cool. They, did, they do the whole thing where they take comic book pages and, like, animate them to where it looks you know you're not just standing at a zoomed in comic book page no ken burns effect over here <laughs> yeah they they did that and it was cool to kind of they talked to stan lee and the creation of captain america how marvel comics are you, everything you can read on our history of marvel comics article that we did like two years ago gotcha so, okay. so it wasn't you didn't miss a whole lot uh don't feel like you have to go watch it but if you want to and you can find it go have fun with it i mean that's you're gonna you're only gonna learn things and that's that's kind of what matters uh, uh, so that's that's, that's pretty uh, nifty, I suppose. Um, but speaking of Captain America, Civil War comes out this year. Oh man, yeah, it's 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 chomping at my heels. I'm excited for it. So here's the biggest bit of news: they filmed four different death scenes, but only one will be used to throw oh, off leaks from the set. Geez, so it, four different character deaths yes. then. Yes. Gotcha. Oh man, that's that's a big deal. Like, and this is this rumor or is this official or? This, I mean, this is from um, I I forget the the source off the top of my head. I think it's like geeksomething.com. but mm-hmm. they they are one hundred percent on all their Marvel quote unquote leaks slash rumors. Mm-hmm. None of the anything they've like Age of Ultron everything they reported was true. Mm. Um, so they're. I guess they're, I guess, I don't know how to, their ratio of hits to misses, like they've not missed one yet. Yeah, you're saying uh, they're credible. 
they're very very credible source um and i they 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 released the four names of the people who filmed death scenes oh they did yeah oh i i don't know if i even i don't know if i even want to know okay and they they also other than the four death scenes they also said who was killed who who's the actual one who will be oh, used oh no did you yeah. look at these? Did you look at these names? Oh yeah, I did. Oh, I. Oh, I, I, I what is wrong with you? I could not do that. No way. Because I think the the part is they don't know who was the one is. I think part of their thing is they speculate who the one true death oh. is, but they know the four who filmed death scenes. Oh, that's so juicy! Like I want to look, but I'm not gonna look. I want to yeah. look, but I'm not gonna look. But I think if anybody wants to know, they can just they can just tweet at you. We went over this last week. If anybody wants to know these juicy rumors that might spoil things, we're not gonna bring them up on the show. But you seem yeah. to always know them, so you're the number one person to tweet at. Honestly, um, just to say, leaving a vague here, the 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 speculation on who actually dies mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Oh but, no! <laughs> right, um, but I'm not gonna tell you why or, or who or anything else. So uh, it, it was fun to look into it. I, again, I don't treat these as facts until I go into the movie. I will, my oh, mind man. will blank until I watch it. But I, I, I was excited to know so, that. So if I had to guess, I don't want really any reaction from you. If okay. I had to, if I had to guess, if I was thinking about the future of the cinematic universe, I would almost expect maybe a lesser character to die not any not any of the big hitters like not like a black widow maybe maybe hawkeye because i feel like there's more there's just more there with black widow still since they tried the tire with the hulk like i feel like we've seen hawkeye's story quite a bit so maybe him but then i'm kind of more going towards like they're bringing back like what general ross right or something like that for the movie Uh uh like maybe like he could get thrown out pretty easily no one would be too sad uh maybe that chick from from uh, Winter Soldier, that was like the undercover nurse that lived next to Captain America. I forgot her a- name. A- Agent Thirteen. Yeah, some some something like that. But yeah, I just can't imagine any big hitters going down. But I'll leave it at that. That's just kind of my guess. We'll see how that pans out in a couple months. You definitely will if if this is to be believed. Okay. So, one character who's not gonna die off in Civil War, <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah, that's. I think that's safe to say. Because he gets his own movie earlier in 2017 than we originally reported. Mm-hmm. They have re- moved the release date from July 28th, 2017 to July 7th, 2017. Mm-hmm. We are now getting Spider-Man three weeks earlier than they told us, which is Spider- a great Spider-Man, Spider-Man loves the July 4th holiday. I, I instinctively remember other Spider-Man movies coming around in that month. I believe only one of them has maybe two i i want to i would put money on two i don't know remember which spider-man movies they were but for some reason i always connected those toby mcguire spider-man movies to july and especially the holiday season because those were big hitter movies and before all this crazy madness of superhero movies and blockbuster movies just destroying the box office over the summer and now they're all over every different month july like that beginning of july was always like the big weekend like that was the big number one weekend that everyone went for and now it's spread out which i'm fine with but you know they're they're owning july again well well here's the funny part because i definitely know three spider-man movies came out the first weekend of may (laughs) um because i remember the first one being in may because i was actually uh in hawaii for that one so oh, okay. I, I remembered that one. Uh, that was my first time I ever got to sit in a stadium theater mm-hmm. as well because I grew up in, in, a, in a town that had flat theater seating. 
Um, Spider-Man 3, I also saw when I was still in college, so I know that was a May weekend. Uh, I actually saw it with my friend Brian uh, Smith of Comic UI. And The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was in May because it had a preview for X-Men at the end of it. Well, I guess. I just don't know what I'm talking about. But either way, the sentiment for July movies coming out and being big weekends still holds true. But for some reason, I was... I think Spider-Man 3, maybe... Was no, July. Sp- Spider-Man what? three. Was, Spider-Man three was definitely May. I was there. Oh, it's one of these movies had to come out in July, or, or I'm an idiot. The, either, uh, the, either way, the, what is is there any sort of big deal connected to Spider-Man shifting three weeks? Uh, other than that, no. Uh, that's after they moved it. That's when they, I think, they confirmed Wonder Woman, mm. uh, being July 28th of that same month. Uh, oh, so maybe they did that. No, I, I don't think so because I think they were still a week apart. But I think this. Spider-Man, like you said, is going to own July 4th weekend, mm-hmm. regardless. Uh, and that's, I guess this falls under the post-July 4th weekend, and this is gonna, it's going to steamroll anything out there, so it might as well take the holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, the newest thing is a new photo came up from uh, Marvel uh, president, uh, Marvel Studios president, Louis Desposito, of Tom Holland on a Quinjet. Yeah, this looks like Peter Parker to me. It definitely he, looking at Tom Holland, he looks like he has something on his eye, like maybe some like uh, like fake bruise or something on his face. Yeah, some battle damage. And I would say that this is probably the closest to Peter Parker we're gonna see right now until they give us an official image. Yeah, I mean he's got he's got that swooped over kind of part haircut, uh, even like the face, like the, that younger face. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Tobey Maguire. I definitely have that connection to a Spider-Man uh, visual there, so that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I think I think this is a, a great uh, precursor to official stuff, but have a look at, at Tom Holland with uh, Louis Esposito on a uh, Quinjet. So, woo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, later this year, we have Doctor Strange, and this is one, mm-hmm. of, my, this is one of my favorite stories. Um, who is playing Doctor Strange? Uh, we're getting a Benedict. Benedict Cumberbatch. Doctor Strange has an assistant who he just aptly calls Wong. Mm-hmm. Now Wong has been cast by a man called Benedict Wong. <laughs> so not only the the we have Benedict Cumberbatch, we have Benedict Wong playing Wong, and this will probably on set will be the most confusing thing in the world. Especially if they're ordering eggs Benedict from the caterer, it'll be so confusing because like one of them will order eggs Benedict and one of them will just order scrambled eggs, but they don't know which one goes to which. Oh, the Benedict goes to the Benedict. Oh, but there's two Benedicts. It's going to be a crazy comical scenario, and I'm sure the press junkets will be all over it, but I want to see a picture of them at the table eating some eggs Benedict. This, That's what I want. This is a, a who's on first moment, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, who who ordered eggs Benedict? He did. Uh, and yeah, Either way. Um, Benedict Wong is known for me, actually, for starring in this TV show, The IT Crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you have, are you have you are you familiar with the show? I'm familiar with the show, yeah. And there's an episode called Countdown in season four where Moss goes on a show. They give him a bunch of letters, and he makes the longest word out as he can out of these letters. Uh-huh. The master of of Countdown, and I use air quotes here, um, recruits him to join like their special club. And mm-hmm. the, the guy who, the, he's an Asian man who asked him, to, that's Benedict Wong. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so that's how I knew him before anything else, because I'm like, God, that guy looks familiar. I always go back and rewatch the IT crowd uh, as mm-hmm. I can. Um, he's most recently seen on the Netflix series uh, Marco Polo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't watch it, but he played uh, a Kublai Khan on that. 
I, I've heard some decent things about the show. But I'm not I'm not too familiar with the guy, but I think the name scenario is funny. Uh, yes. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> and, and and he stars in your most favorite uh, uh, series, Prometheus. <laughs> I guess it kind of is a series now, huh? Uh, so uh, he he's in Prometheus. So I know I know you get a kick out of that seeing him somewhere else. Yeah. Either way, the news here is funny. Funny. They have similar names, and we think it's funny because we're child. We're children. <laughs> yeah, we have nothing better to laugh at. <laughs> Uh, Thor Ragnarok's coming out as well in 2017. Yeah, stoked for this shit. Every, everyone's like, "Oh my god, Thor Ragnarok!" I'm like, "You, you ever thought you'd say that?" Like, yeah, for, for a trilogy, like looking forward to the third movie in a trilogy. So the uh, thing is that Hela is the villain, played by Kate mm-hmm. Blanchett, and will be teaming up with Loki. Yeah, that'll be cool. And um, Mjolnir, his hammer is des- Thor's hammer is destroyed somewhere along the line of this movie. Oh man, I wonder how that's gonna happen. That'll be cool, however it happens. But I wonder, uh, I, I wonder if he'll come back with his other type of uh, weapon because he Thor's been seen with other kind of Asgardian weapons, and I'm curious if those will carry over into the future movies. You know? Yeah. So I think I think the the biggest thing here is that Mjolnir is just like once you destroy Mjolnir, Thor kind of he can still fight, but he, like he loses his kind of like end all be all. Like that weapon is everything to him. Yeah. And he, he becomes kind of unstoppable, and that might be kind of the reason he teams up with the Hulk, uh, because he doesn't have his hammer to do anything. Yeah, so maybe. It'll definitely be interesting to see. So I'm, I'm going to see what goes on with Thor Ragnarok. We will check it out in 2017. Mm-hmm. Also in 2017, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah, what's been going on with this movie? We've been getting little drips of news. These are rumors. I want to I specifically say this is rumors. Mm-hmm. That the one of a, a villain in the comic books, I guess I don't know, a character from the comic books named Ego will show mm-hmm. up in the movie somewhere. No idea who that is. Ego is a living planet. Okay. Uh, he he would belong to kind of what I say like a cel- not a celestial, but like he is um essentially what he looks like a a planet with a face and a goatee. Uh, okay. <laughs> like if you saw him, I w- I'm going to put a picture up so you guys can kind of see what he looks like, but he he is one of the elders of the universe. Okay. The elders of the universe also consist of the um uh he, we saw him in Guardians 1, the collector. Yeah. So I believe he, he like simply because of that um he he is part of that. Like we're going to see Ego to, to kind of expand on this you know, bigger, more cosmic things in, in the Marvel universe. Gotcha. Uh, this is going to be a very trippy kind of thing. Um, if they do show it, like I'm going to be kind of surprised. Um, but at the same time, they kind of trust James Gunn, I guess, because they gave him the collector already. Uh, there's, there's other characters that kind of belong in this, like the, the trader, the runner, the possessor, like different, you know, things, but ego is a living planet. Um, who, you, once you see him, you'll know. He's just a big yeah. planet. I'll put him in James, there. James Gunn can do whatever he wants now. I mean, he's yes. shooting this film on like 8K. Uh, they're, they're, they're giving him all the money and resources he needs. Yes. And their new members, rumor of the Guardians will be Mantis, which we reported several episodes mm-hmm. ago. Yondu will be joining the Guardians at some point. Okay. And Nebula. Yeah, we uh, I when I saw Nebula, that that kind of made a little sense to me because we've had a little, we've had some news reports from her, the I believe the actress herself, that she is going to be more of an integral part to the next movie. So I could see that happening. 
Yes, and I don't think she has to shave her head for that one either. So <laughs> she can come back and, and totally be a part of that. So we have a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy rumors. The movie starts filming, I believe, next month mm-hmm. in February. And we'll have to kind of see where that goes. We'll keep you guys posted on that. I'm really excited for Guardians uh, round yeah. two, honestly. Um, but something else on my radar? It's a Netflix shows. I can't get these out of my head no matter where I go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Netflix has given new description updates for Luke Cage, Ooh. Iron Fist, and The Defenders. Oh, lay it on me. Lay it on me. I have not seen these. So Marvel's Luke Cage is a, in this Marvel live action series, a street fighting ex-con battles crime on the streets of New York as the superhero Luke Cage. He Now, he wasn't referenced, referenced as an ex-con in Jessica Jones, was he? Uh, I believe he says he doesn't like police, but they don't really give any of his backstory, correct? Oh, okay. So we're going to get some of that. That'll be cool. Yep. And I think that's kind of where he gets his powers, is is in jail. Um, Marvel's Iron Fist follows superhero and martial arts master Danny Rand in the upcoming live-action series. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it's pretty straightforward, but I mean... We know know that is Danny Rand and he's a martial arts master. Great. Yeah. I mean, we it's, we were a little we were a little worried a, uh, a few months ago because we hadn't heard much, but uh, Iron Fist is full steam ahead. Yes, and finally, the Defenders brings together Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage in an epic superhero team up in New York City. Yeah. So yes, it's in New York City. Great. There's no mention of the Punisher or Elektra or any other character they've kind of brought into this, like Hellcat. However, I guess it doesn't count them out either, since they're not yeah. the focus. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of Netflix is updating that stuff. So I mean, they're moving right along; like they're not slowing down. Like I'm we kind of so, felt I'm, like they were. I'm so stoked. We are we are not that far away from Daredevil. Less, uh, I think, seven weeks. Seven weeks away. So mm, feels uh, good. Feels two, good. Honestly, I forgot. Two months from tomorrow is uh, uh, Batman v Superman. Awesome. <laughs> but speaking of Daredevil season two. Since we've just brought that up, there is a more intense homage of the hallway fight scene from episode two of season one. Oh, wow. I think they know, obviously, that's the scene that everybody talks about when they bring up uh, Daredevil. It's always brought up in some aspect, and I think it makes sense to just bring in more craziness. I Since it, since they're saying more intense, I'm almost expecting Daredevil and Elektra kind of in a no-cutaway fight scene myself that would be that would be pretty awesome or maybe the punisher if they decide to involve guns and more uh i guess brutal measures that the the punisher is known for gotcha so maybe it's a punisher in election maybe we've got it all wrong i don't know but yes i'm excited for daredevil season two cannot wait my friends what something else that we're gonna actually have to wait longer for is star wars episode eight wait for it Wait for it. Star Wars news. Star Wars! <laughs> uh, okay, I, I didn't know if that was going to happen or not because this is some bad news. No, this is Star Wars This is Star Wars 8 news, so I, I'm considering this the start of, like, uh, the big news. Okay, so the release the, date... What? Do what? Go ahead. I was going to say, that's why I'm bringing the howl back. Okay, well, the release date <laughs> is moved eight months backwards, or I guess several months backwards to December 15th, 2017, rather than May 2017. Now, some people may think this is bad news because they have to wait longer for Star Wars, but I, for one, am excited. What about you? I I think it is, a one, a good decision. However, they should never have given us the May date to begin with. Oh, you didn't, you didn't want to lose... 
you, you shouldn't have been toying with uh, uh, emotions of fans, is what you're saying. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I mean, I, I get it. Expectations are to be met. Um, they've already got the production schedule. They could meet this May release. Like they, they mm. know they can make May, but they're gonna wait because they've seen December is essentially May used to be Star Wars month. Mm-hmm. May is kind of given away to Marvel in DC, probably Marvel more than anything. So moving it back to December prevents Star Wars from competing with Marvel technically itself. Yeah, I think it it makes total sense. You know, if you think about it, if you put a movie out in the summer at any given time, you got maybe maybe 3 to 4 weeks before you have another big competitor. I mean, and if then you're lu- the, if you're lucky, yeah. At the very least, if you if even if you're lucky, you could have a week where just another kind of like a romantic comedy or just a new movie comes out. Like in in December, you can own that whole month and then some. I mean, still Star Wars is still dominating January. Um, nothing really big and exciting and nerdy comes out now until february so star wars has just been owning the nerd space at the theater for a long time and it totally makes sense for them to stick in january in december and i kind of i kind of like uh star wars kind of uh having the end of the year it gives me something to look forward to because most of the time the end of the year has been like the occasional james bond movie which don't really excite me that much anymore and like the oscar flicks that try to make it at the end of the year you know oh totally agree a lot of people um would cry oh that's a bad move because delays are bad things well not really the the biggest theory slash rumor is that they're rewriting the script a little bit in this now extra time to include more of the new characters because strong fan feedback oh like, okay um now that they have this extra time they can include more ray and finn and poe uh in in this movie um and and that's fine that's fine with me you know we gotta wait a little bit but it's not like that's the only movie releasing in 2017. Yeah, exactly. We have one almost every three weeks there. It, it is, <laughs> again, you can go check it out on the Superhero Slate upcoming releases. But whenever you know May hits, we don't we don't really slow down. So yeah, uh, it's awesome. What this means, however, because Star Wars is is report it's closing 1.9 billion right now. Episode mm-hmm. seven is almost across the two billion threshold. Oh, make it there. That the upcoming or I guess announced Star Wars Underworld TV series has been shelved slash canceled from the success of The Force Awakens. All right. I mean, this thing was just kind of teetering, you know, on the edge for the longest time. So this doesn't really surprise me. We didn't really get much news out of it, and uh, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not shedding any tears. I'm not either, but it's kind of weird because it's the opposite of what the Avengers did. When the Uh Avengers broke records and made money, they said, all right, we're going to do an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. And just went with it. However, Star Wars, I think they just want to focus on the cinematic universe and Mm. not worry about anything smaller. Because that's going to... I think that's just going to be problematic for Star Wars in general. And they're just going to cancel it and get rid of it. And that's that's fine with us. Like you said, we're not going to lose sleep. We're not going to cry. I'm not going to you know go lament over it so yeah because we're we're excited about other things you know there's other things in our lives that gets gets us out of bed yes like deadpool the movie yeah i've been sitting you up left and right (laughs) you really have uh so first things first deadpool tickets are now available mike have you bought yours yeah i got mine okay this is it's kind of like a, a silly uh uh story 
But I was just going through um, my Twitter feed, I want to say maybe on Thursday, possibly. Uh, I don't really remember the day. Um, or maybe it was even Friday. But I was just scrolling through and I saw a tweet from Ryan Reynolds that was tweeted five hours ago that basically said, uh, you know, you can go get your Deadpool tickets now. And I was like, oh no, five hours ago, they've probably all sold out. Because like the last time I had to buy a, a movie ticket pre-advanced that I was waiting for was Star Wars and we all know what happened there so you know I'm like I'm like running to the movie ticket website I'm like logging in and everything and then like I get to the area where I select my seat and I'm I'm looking at it for the Thursday show I'm like oh okay there's really only been like a couple seats sold out and these have been on sale for five hours and then I have to realize like this is not as big as Star Wars it's a rated R movie so kids can't even buy the tickets so it's just like okay I can calm down but I got my tickets. I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to see it on Thursday night. Awesome. I have not bought mine yet. Uh, I, I, again, th- when they announced it, I had no internet, so I, I couldn't go buy tickets. Um, so I haven't sat down and really thought about it since then. Uh, but I probably will after this. I, I'm going to take a look. I think I'll do the Thursday at 7 o'clock showing and, mm-hmm. and get that out of the way and then catch uh, Zoolander 2 over the weekend. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, because it, it's Valentine's Day weekend. Theater probably won't be nearly as packed as as we think it will. So, and the, the Walking Dead comes back on that weekend, too. Valentine's weekend is actually, like, a big weekend uh, when it usually was just reserved for, like, a crappy romantic comedy here or there. So it'll be, it'll be a good week. Yes, it will be. So speaking of good weeks, if you were at a New York or L.A. preview of Deadpool, which were you go to a press junket and they kind of show you a couple minutes of the movie. I did it for, for guardians of the galaxy. Mm -hmm. If you went to one of those, you actually got treated to the entire Deadpool movie this week. Oh my God. Can you imagine uh, the reaction of the crowd? Like I, I I feel sorry for those people who had something to do in like an hour and were like, Oh shit, I can't stay. I gotta go pick my kids up or something like that. Those kids can sit on the curb for a little longer. Yeah. So that, I mean, I would think that would blow my mind if I ever got a chance to do that. Uh, and I, I just is awesome. And I, I don't know. Do you want to hear the initial reactions? I'm not going to give you any spoilers or anything like that. Um, no. I don't want to. I, I don't, I don't want to hear initial reactions just because I like to go in. I like to go in uh, uh, clean. So, that's, uh, that's what I thought. I didn't want to tell you unless you approved it. So <laughs> I, will, I will remove initial reactions from our notes. Thank, if you, thank you. If anyone wants to know the initial reactions, contact Chris at Twitter. And yeah. I will tell you what's going on. Yeah, tweet at him. So, but I mean, that's awesome with Deadpool. They're having more fun with the, the marketing. Uh, they took over Fan, uh, Fandango's Twitter yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deadpool's creative team did and responded to everything as Deadpool. Uh, they did an <laughs> Australia Day video where they made fun of Hugh Jackman and X Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, this movie is is out in what I guess uh, three weeks. And, yeah, I guess. Uh, just fantastic great can't wait for it i want to see it yeah my Let's uh, go do it. my uh my dream goal for this movie is to top passion of the christ for a number one rated R movie, because first of all, Passion of the Christ never needed to be rated R. They just wanted to brutally uh, whip the Messiah on screen a little bit more than they could have on a PG-13 movie. And the only the only reason people went to that movie was they wanted to scare their kids into being more religious, watching Jesus get beat up and bloodied and stuff like that. So that movie didn't need to be rated R. The only reason it's up there is just because a bunch of uh, crazy people flock into that theater. Uh, so I want, I'd love to see a movie like Deadpool topple the Passion of the Christ. So it's it's got to do about 
I think it's got to do like over like 350 million or something like that. I would love to see that happen, uh, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, definitely. I think I think that's going to get a lot of people. I, I, it'll definitely, I think, warrant a sequel. That's my goal. Even if it doesn't top Passion of the Christ, if it can warrant a sequel, that's all I want to see. Yeah. So, but also kind of found out X-Men Apocalypse news dropped this week. Ooh, okay. Uh, Jubilee slash Jubilation Lee will have plasma fire slash electric type powers, not just shooting fireworks out of her hands. Okay, that I think that's totally okay. <laughs> that that is a little more grounded. Yeah, totally fine. Whatever. That's one of the big news. Also, this takes place in the same timeline as Deadpool, Gambit, and possibly Fantastic Four, according to the producer Simon Kinberg. Okay, so this was actually a question that I've wanted answered for a long time, but it only partially answers my question. I'll, I'm curious more about the future, because we all know this is taking place in, in the 80s for X-Men Apocalypse. I'm just curious how they're going to age these characters. Are they going to bring them into like 2017 with a Deadpool? I'm, I just want to know how that all works out. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I think that he explained it this way. is Deadpool and Gambit have to reference Apocalypse, but Apocalypse doesn't have to reference them. Gotcha. Because I don't think they're going to bring those characters forward to, to now because none of them in Apocalypse technically, I guess, show up in these films. Uh-huh. Uh, other than the possible Wolverine cameo in both films, which would be great for Hugh Jackman like to cameo in both films this year. Um, maybe all three if Gambit makes it. I still don't think it'll make it. In Fantastic Four, I still think it is is gone the way of the Dodo. But, oh, uh, that's, it's, it's gone for sure. But he said that, you know, this these movies now take place in this new timeline that has been altered from Days of Future Past. So gotcha. that's that's how we'll know that they, they exist. Right. Well, we're, we're partway there to answering the question. Yes. Lastly, last bit of news this week is about The Mummy. The reboot. Okay. <laughs> um, Universal is setting up a monster universe. We know mm-hmm. this. We've, we've said this many times. The Mummy is the first one. They have confirmed Tom Cruise will star in The Mummy, set for release of June of next year, 2017. Mm-hmm. And Sophia Butella, who was in Kingsman as the chick with the sword legs, mm-hmm. will be the villain slash mummy in that movie as well. That's rad. That's cool. Uh, totally, totally all right with that. Um, I like the original Mummy movie. And maybe the second one, a little bit, not as much. Whenever they showed the scorpion rock at the end, like that's a borderline PS one graphics. Yeah, we we all cringe when we see that. But the the, the original mummy movies were fun. Uh, yeah. Not the third one that never needed no. to happen. No, that again, trilogies are horrible experiences for everyone involved. <laughs> Generally, um, so I'm I'm kind of excited for this. I I don't I, apparently they're supposed to these monsters are supposed to team up to take on like a bigger threat at the end, kind of mm-hmm. like Avengers style. But I don't know what would be a larger threat to to monster universes like uh, maybe maybe it's the devil. <laughs> like I, I I guess aliens would be my my guess. Like I don't maybe. know who they would tackle. It sounds because, like it's gonna be ridiculous, but maybe it's maybe it'll be fun. Yeah, because I think you still have to get okay. We have a. The mummy, we need the Wolfman, we need Dracula, we need a, a, a sea creature. I mean, this is essentially the Justice League of, of monsters, is what <laughs> it sounds like. But but there's that. So that's the news for this week. I want to take a second and give a shout out to Jim Mentier again. Uh, he, he wrote us regarding Batman v Superman. I meant to talk about it earlier. Um, talking about Bizarro, uh, a Superman, stuff like that. Mm. Uh, I... 
I don't think that Superman will be Bizarro Superman the whole time. <laughs> Just uh, kind of to, to write that. But I think he, he does bring up an interesting point. What if that Superman isn't the real Superman the whole time? Mm. Uh, what what would we do? And uh, I think I think uh, he also left us a comment on YouTube. Mike, you want you want to talk about that? Oh yeah, man! It's super awesome seeing uh seeing people uh, look forward to this show. That's one of the main reasons why I, why I wanted to make a podcast and drop it on uh, Mondays at the beginning of the week. Because I know that's what I do. Uh, when I get going, getting ready to go to work, you know, some some people are heading to class. You know, I like popping in a podcast. You know, uh, listening to some familiar voices, and I, I'm glad that the people out there when they listen to the show, they they're looking forward to it on Mondays. You know, if you, if you just can't wait, sometimes sometimes we drop it early. Sometimes we drop it early on Sundays if we can. So it, it's super awesome. I'm glad when people are looking forward to the show, and and that's awesome. You can always reach out to us. We we love hearing the we love hearing the good vibes. Yeah, definitely. And and you know, the the best thing you can do is like if we're if we're making your day great, like share it to somebody else. Make their day great. Uh, I I think Mondays are my favorite days for podcasts. But with the snow days this week, I haven't listened to all mine because mm-hmm. I usually listen to them while I'm driving. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of kind of sad. I, I have to. I have a lot of catch up to do this week, pretty much. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So that that's it. Thanks for for writing, Jim. We we appreciate you uh, a lot. And uh, if you want to, you know, talk to Mike about some other stuff, you know, where can they find you, Mike, buddy? Yeah. Well, you're not going to talk to me about spoilers because I don't do none of that. But uh, if you if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram. And as always, you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. But Chris is a little bit more dabbling in the in the dark arts of uh, spoilers and uh, uh, initial reviews and impressions and stuff. Don't spoil anything directly for him. We don't want none of that. Uh, if you if you're one of those people that went to that uh, Deadpool screening, don't don't tweet him spoilers. But if you if you want to talk about more intense rumors with Chris, uh, where can where can they find you, man? Well, if they want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan V A L D A N. Um, yeah, I don't want to know spoilers in particular. I like reading rumors and speculations, uh, mm. fan theories. Those are fun. Um, but you can do that or you can go to ComicUI.com uh, or on, find ComicUI on Facebook where I'm always doing stuff. Uh, ready to mm-hmm. kick off the, the convention season coming up here in a couple weeks. So uh, really stoked on that. Uh, but where else can they find us, Mike? If they're not a regular Superhero Slate subscriber, where else can they listen to our show at? Ooh, as always, you can visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find the links of all the places we are on the web. And that pl- that list is just expanding. So if, if you're ever getting lost want to listen on a new platform, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music soon. Uh, YouTube, we got to put all those videos up there. Su- super awesome way to listen on YouTube. Uh, SoundCloud, that's our main home for all of our audio. Uh, we're on Stitcher, Tumblr. You can get us directly sent to your email inbox with email. And the best place to keep up with the little inner machinations of the show would be on Facebook or Twitter. So, you know, if you're a fan of the show, consider heading on over to iTunes and leaving us a review. It is a crapshoot trying to get reviews for anything in the iTunes store. Uh, I, I've see, I see uh, some apps on the, on the store podcasts that are like gigantic that have like 20 reviews. And there's and they have like budgets and producers like it is it is a slog getting people to to try to log into uh, an app 
Apple product to leave a review because they don't make it easy, but also I think that kind of keeps uh, spammers away. But yeah, if you like the show, head on over to iTunes, leave us a review. It helps us pop up in some front of some new eyeballs. And you know, if you're a super fan of the show of Superhero Slate, uh, share it with a friend. And that would be the coolest thing that you could do all week besides jumping into 22 inches of snow in Washington, D.C. Yes, yes, please don't get into that snow. Stay home, get <laughs> get a cup of hot chocolate, and listen to your favorite Superhero Slate episode for like the third time. Yeah, yeah. go go watch uh, Avengers, and maybe just watch uh, the special features for Age of Ultron. Yes, do that. So, uh, <laughs> I, I guess, I mean, that's, that's the show for this week. Uh, I don't have any more news. You got anything, Mike? Nope, we'll see everybody next week. All right, see you guys. Bye. Bye, everybody, bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe!